honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajin. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Hey, back on board once again. It's cloudy out as usual, <laughs> right? Uh, at least there's a teensy-weensy hint of blue in the cloud somewhere. I'm kind of looking out there. Yeah, you know, it's one of those days where it's like 99%, but little peaks of sun here and there. But, yeah. Okay, that's great to, that you guys know that, I suppose. Uh, well, we got four games to review, four games to preview, eight games remaining in the regular season. Quick update, too. I, I th- Those of you that know me on Facebook, I was talking about I'm going to step away from podcasting for a little while. Yeah, it's mostly because the spring cleanups are coming up, and, you know, so it's a busy schedule. It's really hard. But, again, there's always possible, like, rainy days where I'd pop back in. So, you never know. I might not miss a whole lot of time. But just giving you a heads up that uh, Timberwolves Explosion, Brave the Wild, shows like that. Of course, Purple Mafia, I'd like to get a draft preview in at some point very soon here uh, for that one. So, the three shows here that uh, there might be a small hiatus because of the lawn cleanups. It's every year, every April, every November. Those of you that have been listening for many years know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't mean it like I'm stepping away, like I'm out of here for like six months or longer. So, yeah, let's just get on with it here. Four games to to, uh, review, and the Wolves get a split. Yeah, um, I didn't think it was going to be quite, but then again, I guess, I guess, I did figure the Wolves to lose to Portland and Indiana, so I guess you make up for it. uh, With a, you make up for the horrible loss of the Lakers on the 24th. Friday the 24th, happy birthday, Paul Tuniverse Caniff. He joins me in the 37 club. I'll be in the 38 club in July. Lucky me, I guess. But um, Portland, we never beat Portland. We just never, especially over there. And then, the, the you know, in Staples Center, this kind of crap happens. It happens way too much. But winning in the former Conseco Fieldhouse, I'm just making that name. But, yeah, winning there, that's extremely rare. And that was a pretty fun game, especially the way the Wolves survived. We'll talk about that shortly. I better get on with it here. So, yeah, Friday the 24th of March, the Lakers win 130 to 119. And, uh, well... Things were going fine. The Wolves were taking a nice lead, nice lead at the half. Third quarter kind of starts changing a little bit. The Wolves were maintaining their lead for a considerable amount of time, and then Jordan Clarkson started shooting the freaking ball. And, okay, it's not like he wasn't shooting the whole game because he always does, and he's a valuable player, And but he's not this good. This is BS. It's just one of those nights where you shoot the ball and it just goes in, and it's the size of a, you know, the, the rim is the size of the ocean. Lakers shoot 61% from three-point range. Isn't that great? But yeah, 8 of 10 for the son of a biscuit, Clarkson. Oh, Vince. Vince Germano. Yes, sir. The, one of the one of the coolest guys out there on the planet. Uh, Mr. Vince Germano, Melbourne, Australia, in the Victoria Providence. You son of a gun, you took us. <laughs> I was all bragging, all braggadocious. Wolves are going to sweep the Lakers in this little two-game uh, bookend in these four, you know what I mean? The, the first and the fourth. That's when I say bookend. Yeah. Why do I have to keep ex- Why do I keep explaining it? I'm just boring you. I'm sorry. But, ah, uh, <laughs> oh, I, I picked a sweep in this two-gamer, and yeah, there there, there it goes. I, I got what I asked for, didn't I? I don't know if I was supposed to knock on wood or just say, Jordan Clarkson, please miss. Just miss. I'm sick of this bullcrap, and especially when he he puts up a fairly ugly shot, and that son of a bitch bounces off the freaking glass and goes in. Pardon my French. Uh, eight of ten from three point range. Come on, that was bullcrap. It just didn't matter. It's one of those games, and the defense sucked. Yes, and it was consistently bad the whole game. I mean, they don't just shoot sixty percent from beyond the arc because the Wolves' defense was great and the Lakers were lucky. A little bit of luck when you're hot, you're hot, and so there's a little bit of luck involved, but, you know, you might want to potty up a little bit better. I mean, why are you giving Clarkson open shots? Please. I mean, it kept happening. They kept getting confused. Lakers would move around, you know, you get the cuts and the backdoor passes, this and that down in the, you know, for the for open layups time and time again. I mean, Corey Brewer had a pretty easy night doing that as well. But then you, you fake the backdoors and outlet up to... 
freaking Clarkson or D'Angelo Russell or Julius Randle even, even old Juice, Orange Juice Randle over there hitting half of his threes, two or four. That's not like the highest number ever, but Jiminy Christmas. And, well, I mean, it's a sign of things to come for the Lakers. Um, it's not because I think Jordan Clarkson's a future star in this league, but he's a valuable player for a long period of time. He's very young. D'Angelo Russell continues to show his value. Wasn't spectacular in the game at all, but still, even in a not-so-great game, was still productive. Got to the free-throw line, 15 points, and Clarkson 35 total. But Julius Randle, 23 points, 12 rebounds, I mean, in two blocks. This is a sign of, of what the Lakers hope Julius Randle can become. Uh, Brandon Ingram still looks as raw as a green apple, and I don't mean a granny apple. I mean, in, he looks like as raw as an apple in July. And, uh, well, it just is what it is. Uh, Tariq Black certainly didn't get the uh, action in this game that he would get in Target Center a week later. Um, Tariq Black, a valuable guy off the bench, energy guy, physical, and pretty uh, pretty powerful as well. No action at all. Um but it's frustrating seeing Brewer getting like, like easy layups, dunks, whatever, hitting a, hitting a three-point shot and getting 12 points off the bench when he basically had almost zero time with the Lakers. And all of a sudden, he's a starter a week later. So Brewer, obviously, he's a good player. So I, I don't know. I mean, the Lakers should play him a little more. And I understand you want the young guys in the game. Um, but uh, Julius Randle, again, like I said, showing signs of what the Lakers would want him to be, being a high lottery pick. You, you want Julius Randle to be more productive than he's been. I'd say he's been slightly disappointing so far. Um, you know, you got the ACL deal just like uh, Jabari Parker, so it's like it slows your career down dramatically when you have an ACL really early like that. Um, but, damn, I mean, you, you're hoping to get a little more out of juice, Julius Randle, but uh, he's starting to show signs. Okay, point made. The Wolves, again, it was a fun game for three quarters. Andrew Wiggins was about what I expected. I mean, he was outstanding, 36 points. I, You know, I, I'm not surprised to see Andrew Wiggins play well in Staples Center. I'm not surprised to see Carl Anthony Towns play well in Staples Center. Even Rubio getting 15 assists, and he's just, you're going to hear the name Ricky Rubio time and time again throughout this this show. Chris Dunn, same thing. I mean, 11 points off the bench was very solid out there. He got a lot of minutes with Ricky Rubio. Added only two assists. He was kind of playing shooting guard, you could say, and that's basically what Chris Dunn was doing out there. Tyus Jones, time at shooting guard, time at point guard. Both Dunn and Jones are three steals as well. Even Dunn adding two blocks. I mean, the guy, again, his man on defense is fantastic. And we've talked about it time and time again on this show throughout the entire season. Regardless of how good you think he is at running an offense, he's done a very good job at staying on his man most of the time. Though, in this particular night with uh, Jordan Clarkson, it seemed like it didn't matter. He was hitting everything. But at the same time, I mean, it's kind of on everybody. Tyus Jones, Chris Dunn, Rubio, whoever. And, and keeping up with Clarkson. Uh, Brandon Rush, of course. Wiggins, at times. Just keep up with the guy. It would be nice. I mean, it's like you're getting out, you're getting faked out with these, uh, these little, you know, these little moves and cuts that he makes and how he does, uh, trickles out to the three point line and then there's nothing you can do. It's too late. The shot is released and yeah, it is what it is. So it was a fun game for a while and that fourth quarter was meh and the third quarter was extremely frustrating. And the Wolves just on the other end couldn't get the job done. And that's all she wrote. 130 points scored by the Los Angeles Lakers in in Los Angeles for a loss. So, yeah, you get the idea. Saturday the 25th at Portland. Yeah, it just, it just the Wolves never win. 112-100. Portland Trailblazers look pretty dangerous going into the playoffs, if you want my honest opinion. I mean, I, I, I think they're a dangerous little club. You got that backcourt that can score with anybody. Uh, 32 for C.J. McCollum again. He's a definitely a new Wolves killer. And you know what? The Wolves passed on him in the draft. So it is what it is. Uh, we could have taken him. And then you trade down and, and avoid him. Next thing you know, Portland's got him. And away they go. Damian Lillard, of course. Nothing you could do with that one. He didn't have a great game. And, you know, he, he he's kind of coming back from injury over the course of the last couple weeks here. So he's been kind of slow, but on occasion... As the big games. Didn't have a huge one in this one, but was good enough. McCollum just devastating from beyond the arc. And just overall, 11 of 13 from the floor. 4 of 5 from three-point range. Made all six of his free throws. And it's just like, whatever. He was a little sloppy here and there. But overall, just... Mm, C.J. McCollum, a definite Wolves killer, without a doubt. This was not a fun game to watch. Because just the whole time, you never got the vibe the Wolves were going to win the game. The Wolves had a cute little fourth quarter to kind of make it closer... And that's really all all there is to say. I mean, the second and third quarters were just, you know, balls. They were just balls. Forgive the French there. 
Uh, Rubio solid, didn't get a whole lot of assists, but a lot of guys weren't making the shots. I mean, uh, at key times, kicking the ball out for three-pointers, and you make, make only two the whole game. Just lousy. It seemed like Portland was just running all over the Wolves the entire night, run and gun or fast break, whatever it is, and the Wolves could not keep up with them. Uh, Chris Dunn, again, 17 points off the bench. He is really starting to show something here. Again, not necessarily an offense general, like Ricky Rubio is really becoming again, which is what we always hoped he would be, but Chris Dunn showing his value, regardless if he's a, the, the general of the offense or a guy who can play with Ricky Rubio, which he has done. Um, and he looks just awesome out there. 17 points off the bench. Again, some of that was in that fourth quarter, so let's be fair. But hey, you know, if you're going to stuff stats, I guess you might as well stuff stats, I suppose. Strong overall game for Chris Dunn, for the most part. <laughs> Again, uh, it's still frustrating to see C.J. McCollum just score at will, and he does it time and time again. Andrew Wiggins did not show up to the level that you would hope. He got zero rebounds in 32 minutes. You just never know what's going on in that guy's head. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> you know, he looks... He, well, I wouldn't say he looks cool because I'm not a huge Corn Rose fan. I'm, I'm just not, but hey, if you're going to compare him to Ka- Kawhi Leonard, then he's then he's damn cool, I suppose. Because he looks a little bit like Kawhi Leonard now. And if that's the guy he's trying to emulate, then so be it. And he did a good job against Kawhi Leonard last time around. So seems like ever since that game, Mr. Uh, Wiggins has gone with that uh, approach. So, oh well, hey, if it works and he becomes a better player, so be it. But uh, this game, I don't even want to say a whole lot. Adrian Payne got a little bit of burn. Good for him. Finally getting some action again. And he scored two points in eight minutes. Woohoo. Caspi, uh, not very good in this game. 17 and a half minutes. Just didn't do any. Just missed a couple shots. That's about it. He got a rebound and an assist. He still beat uh, Wiggins in the rebounding category, believe it or not. Still beat him with his one rebound. But I don't know. Not the best game I ever saw out of Omri Caspi, that's for sure. <laughs> So, I don't even know. Um, but now things get a little bit more fun. At Banker's Life Fieldhouse. It's like, I want to say Canseco Fieldhouse because, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I, I live in the past, so it is what it is. Yeah, fun. Fun. Um, the whole game, though, I thought the Pacers were going to win, even though the Wolves were staying in it. And the way the Pacers kept pulling away and pulling away, but then the Wolves kept responding and getting back in it. Uh, Towns would miss easy shots near the basket, but then all of a sudden he started making those shots. And you started getting more and more excited. You started seeing the and ones out of Carl. And this is, again, the Carl Anthony Towns of the future and of the present. I mean, 37 points. 37 points for Carl Anthony Towns. Outstanding. He made half of his threes, three of six, 12 rebounds. But again, that physical attack in the basket, drawing fouls, and making all 10 of his free throws. Rubio making all 13 of his free throws. Ricky Rubio and Carl Anthony Towns have just been unbelievable. Uh, It's weird. It's like as if Rubio is kind of taking the points away from Andrew Wiggins a little bit. And hey, if he's making his shots, so be it. Though, again, Rubio, it's more of he's being aggressive. And I was cursing up a storm at Ricky Rubio uh, with with the turnovers and the mistakes here and there. Uh, You know, it's like he has these good games, these good moments. And then you had moments like you saw in the in the Laker game where he just hung on to the ball too long. And it's just, I don't know. It, it happens all the time where people hang on to the ball too long and you make a dumb play. And it's just frustrating beyond belief. So, and and that took place in the, uh, again, in the Laker game. And it, and it cost us down the stretch. You end up forcing up a stupid shot. And then that was the end of it. Just like J.J. Barea pounding the ball, all that one. Um, so, I... It's like you had moments like that, and where I was ranting again, also with the uh, the Spurs game. It was a week ago. I'm confused if it was a week or two weeks ago, but it doesn't matter. The game happened when it happened, and the whole point is that it did happen. Was how people weren't afraid of Rubio, and you take away the passing lanes. But see, now you're seeing Rubio getting more aggressive going to the basket again. And it's like you knew it's there. You knew he can do it because he's done it before. So why wasn't he doing it? And that's what drove a lot of us crazy. But in this game, you saw him getting to the basket and drawing those fouls. And there it is. And, of course, the three-point shot near the end of the game that uh, uh, drew the ire of Nate McMillan. Multiple calls down the stretch against the Pacers that got the uh, Pacers coaches and stuff and players going ape leap on the sidelines. And, well, we'll take it. Regardless, it's a close call, and it went our way, and we'll, we'll take it. Absolutely. 
but uh, Rubio showing his value throughout the course of this game in terms of, again, attacking the basket. And that's what creates more offense for players out there because you can space the floor a little bit when there's a little fear that the point guard might do something with the ball other than just look for a pass, look for a pass, look for a pass because that's going to be a turnover at some point. I mean, <laughs> you got to keep the defense honest somehow, some way, and Rubio did a good job of that, and that helped the Wolves win this basketball game. It is kind of sad to see Omri Caspi not be as good right now, but then again, what do you expect? I mean, he hadn't played for a long time, kind of been in and out. He had the broken bone in his hand, stuff like that, in his finger. Um, so <clears throat> it's not helpful, and, and obviously, you know, and it's a new offense, a new team, and it's kind of garbage time also as the season continues to disappear. But uh, still, still a bummer to see Shabazz Muhammad. You didn't see a whole lot. Really, the bench, the only guy that was productive, well, two guys, Tyus Jones and Chris Dunn, Tyus Jones valuable down the stretch again later in the game, getting those seven assists, and Chris Dunn getting four steals as he played a lot of shooting guard. As you see, Tyus and Chris played together quite a bit. Again, Rubio and Chris Dunn as well in stretches. Uh, Brandon Rush, at least he hit two three-point shots in the game, so that's good. He even blocked a couple. He's got a little bit of defensive capability, though, at times. He's just so damn slow. You don't see anything going. <laughs> you don't see anything positive out of him. Uh, Gorgie Zhang really strong in this one. He'd been quiet for quite a while. Had 19 points in the in the in the night. Uh, he even hit a couple three pointers. Just fun to watch him. Gorgie Zhang being uh, energetic throughout the night and his value very very <laughs> evident in this game against the Pacers front line that isn't that tall. They're kind of undersized. I have to say. Paul George was magnificent the whole night, and this is the guy you saw last year. You're not seeing it as much this year. Um, his point totals down, but then again, he's got a little help, and you got guys like Jeff Teague doing the job he does in offensive point guard, just showing his value throughout the whole night. Teague and the Pacers, I think, could be a little threat in the postseason. As well, you know, they 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 hope to draw some type of a they hope to get some type of an upset in the first round. I'm not counting on it happening, but they will be a dangerous team for somebody when the time comes, be it Boston, Cleveland, whoever it is, <laughs> or Toronto in the first round, depending on how things kind of, you know, how the how the deck of cards stack up here at the end. Um, really cool, though, that the Wolves were able to hang in there this, this entire game, despite the fact the Pacers would take eight-point leads, nine-point leads, and they'd maintain it. The Wolves would show a little hope, and then you'd see another three on the other end or an end one. But the Wolves stuck with it this time. I mean, they were getting sick and tired of losing, and you saw it. And it was Carl Anthony Townsend Rubio leading the way in a big <laughs> big time throughout the game. Gorgie again also with those beautiful mid-range shots that he just, you know, they're, they're a thing of beauty, and they've been a great help for this team. Carl, absolutely, though, the player of the game in a huge way, drawing those shots and everything, getting to the basket, getting to the free throw line, and finishing with 37 points. But again, the play of the game, the Wolves trailing by two, Rubio, Putting up a three-point shot attempt gets basically grabbed and forced downward. Barely, I mean, the Pacers were complaining, thinking, hey, that really wasn't a shot attempt. He's just faking it. Whatever it is, whatever it was, they called it, and Rubio got three free-throw attempts, made all of them, and the Pacers just, you know, the defense for the Wolves was good enough. Monte Ellis did able to get a shot off, but luckily it's clanged off, thank God. As Ellis, certainly not the guy he was with Golden State years ago, missing all three of his three-point shots, but he did finish with 19 points in a starting role at the, uh, in this game. So nice to see Monte Ellis kind of back in form again, but did not make a single three, which is kind of crazy, considering he was a splash brother at one point. He really was before Mr. Uh, Clay Thompson took over that position on the Golden State Warriors. He was an early splash brother. But um, probably just too small, and you figured there's no defense in this backcourt with Monta Ellis and Steph Curry. So <laughs> you get Clay Thompson, who can shoot threes even better and play good defense. So that's why the Warriors are what they are today. God bless. And nice to see Aaron Brooks not score a point again. Remember, these are the old Wolves killers to drive us absolutely nuts. So let's move on to the final Laker game here, the other bookend, the, the, the happy one. March the 30th as we wrap up the month of March. Wrap up the month of March. 18,000 people in attendance. Very cool to see Target Center getting filled up. And again, we'll be <laughs> be back for the uh, April 11th, the unloading, the unveiling of the Timberwolves' new logo. That'll be very uh, exciting, without a doubt. Uh, Tariq Black would lead the Lakers in points in this one. Nice, nice little play off of an alley. You really awesome dunk. Lots of power from this guy. Uh, <laughs> it was a pretty alley oop pass. And a beautiful dunk from it. It was a nice pass from Jordan Clarkson. 
without a doubt. Uh, the Lakers just kind of, you know, it was a, just an overall team effort. You have how many? Seven guys with double digits in this game for the Lakers. Nobody majorly stood out, thank God. When you shoot 9 of 27 on three-point range, that's a hell of a lot less than 61%, so 33% for the Lakers. And that's the difference this time around. I mean, you didn't have Clarkson nailing shots. And then you had Rubio attacking the basket. You had Rubio hitting two-point shots, mid-range jumpers, and they looked beautiful. Nice to see. And then four or five from three-point range. Huge difference maker. Ricky Rubio, 33 points in this game. Yep, a career high for Ricky Rubio. He had 20 in the first half. Career high for his for, for a, a half as well. So an overall awesome game for Rubio. Only 10 assists. What the hell? Come on, Ricky. But yeah, he was scoring. So if Ricky Rubio is going to score 33 points, we can settle for 10 assists. That's a pretty good number anyway. Double digits. You're seeing Rubio's uh, <laughs> season average climb. Ricky Rubio now at 9 assists a game. And just, just under 11 points a game. So nice to see the season statistics uh, jumping up during the course of this nice, nice second half of the season for him. Overall, strong Strong, awesome game for Ricky Rubio. Fun to watch for anybody that is a fan of the guy. And you know what? For those of you that did rip him earlier in the year, myself included, I say you do not have to apologize. But as long as you're able to acknowledge that, well, he has stepped up wonderfully in the second half and he's been a very valuable player. And also the very likelihood that he will be the starting point guard next season, at least going into next season. We'll see where things go with that. We're going to talk to Hank McCoy on Facebook about that later on. And Vince Germano, a definite debate going on. It's like a Rubio debate, but this is definitely grande Rubio during the course of this show. Just a grande performance throughout this week. And it finished very strong against the Los Angeles Lakers. It's like the new big three right now. It's like Zach Levine who? I mean, when Ricky Rubio is actually making his three-point shots and he's scoring 30 points, Carl Anthony Towns at 32 did not get the double-double. Man, if only he could have gotten one more rebound, but Gorgie was scooping all those up. 15 in this one. Six assists. What a fun night for Gorgie Chang. The last couple nights in these wins, Gorgie Chang has been just a thing of beauty. And it's just, he's led the team in minutes the past two nights as well. Andrew Wiggins leads the entire league in minutes right now. Him and James Harden, Jimmy Harden, leading the NBA in total minutes on the season, believe it or not. Uh, Wiggins with 27 points, so there's your big three right now. Rubio's part of the big three. <laughs> kind of cool. Uh, unexpected, but hey, if he's going to score at this clip, we'll take it. If he's going to keep getting 20-point games, 16-point games, that's nice. I mean, just imagine if Rubio averaged 16 points a game and 11 assists. That's an all-star. At least it's a borderline all-star, I'd have to say. Again, how Carl Anthony Towns did not make the All-Star game this year is just beyond me. I don't understand it. I mean, the numbers are there. The talent is there. The personality is there. The entertainment is there. How Carl Anthony Towns did not make the All-Star game, I don't understand. And that is not an Homer. That is not a Homer take. That's an NBA fan take. How the hell did Carl Anthony Towns not make the All-Star game? See, Andrew Wiggins even has at least, well, the scoring ability to be an all-star. He's averaging 23 points a game, and he was averaging 23 points a game at the all-star break. Carl's just continues to climb. He was in the upper 23s. Now he's almost averaging 25 points a game in his second year in the NBA. So Carl just, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, there will never be another season where Carl doesn't make it unless he plays till he's like, you know, Garnett's age and he's super-duper old. That's the only way he wouldn't make the all-star game. <laughs> from him here on, or pray to God, he just does not get hurt. Please, Lord, please, knock it on wood, but please, yeah, never, please. Um, Carl, just again, I love when he attacks that basket. He is a David Robinson type of guy with a little bit of extra, a little bit of extra going on. Um, he doesn't have the, you know, he doesn't have the polish of a David Robinson yet, but yeah, I mean, David Robinson was in his mid-20s in most of his ultra highlights in his great season, mid to upper 20s. So Carl's not quite in his mid to upper 20s yet. Just wait and see when that happens. He adds a little polish. Uh, you know, when you get a tiny bit older like that, some of your athleticism fades. But, you know, you get all these tricks. You get all these moves. You get the, you get more strength. You get more calls from the officials. That This and that. Maybe you're a little bit quicker mentally. Of, of, of course you are. And then next thing you know, the guy's averaging 30 points a game. And I think the odds of Carl averaging 30 points a game in his career, higher than people may have thought coming into the draft. That's for damn sure. Coming into the 2015 draft. Crazy. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, I think he'll average in the uh, mid, mid-20s in his career as well. 25, 26. But Carl could be in his upper 20s if this continues. It's been a beautiful, beautiful thing to watch all season. And this was another night where you got to see what Carl could do out there. 
<laughs> time and time again. The Alpha Wolf Award is going to Ricky Rubio. Of course, the honorable mention to Carl Anthony Towns. He wasn't spectacular in the Portland game, but really nobody was. I mean, that Portland game stunk, to be quite honest. Chris Dunn put in some garbage time points, and but he still was, was solid throughout the entire game. This was Chris Dunn's quietest game, yet he still managed to add six rebounds and five assists and three steals. So again, Chris Dunn showing value. There's a reason he was in the game last night, even though he wasn't scoring. He was doing other things. In fact, getting five, five assists, he wasn't getting the whole week, to be honest. How Tyus Jones managed to get four assists in only six and a half minutes. Just awesome. That was, that was cool. He just was in there, and he was making plays for other people and raising uh, morale for the team. And I just love Tyus Jones. I love Tyus Jones. And <laughs> I hope his brother comes to the Gophers. He may or may not be going to Dayton now. But, I don't know, Trey Jones. I don't know, though. I don't know. Let's not get our hopes up. Maybe the Wolves will get lucky and draft the guy. because defensive capability. Def- definitely different players, that's for sure. So we'll just let things develop as they do. Mm. Keep an eye on the Oregon uh, big man, too, maybe going into the draft. The Oregon big man, this, the Final Four weekend. Keep an eye on that guy. Timberwolves, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? So there it is. Alpha Wolf to Ricky Rubio. Honorable mention to Carl Anthony Towns. The Johnny Flynn Memorial. Oh, boy. I, You know, I, I, I would hate to give it to any of these guys on the bench. But I guess Omri Caspi, because he's just... It's a very soft one, or Brandon Rush. I mean, Brandon Rush is kind of invisible, but then again, he does provide that little defense here and there. And you know, he's kind of he's kind of in that Garnett role where he'll start, but he won't get a whole lot of minutes, like the Garnett, you know, later career role. He's kind of in that role right now. And there's a lot of guys that obviously they're not 40 years old, but they'll be a starter, but they'll play less minutes than the guy off the bench, like a Chris Dunn or Tyus Jones, depending on the situation. Lately, it's been Chris Dunn, and he's been deserving those minutes. But, um, really, Shabazz Muhammad and Amri Caspi, I hate to give it to either one of them, but it's a very mild, moderate <laughs> Johnny Flynn Memorial. Not really visible this whole week, to be quite honest. Kind of sad, but it is what it is, and we're just going to have to give it to him at this point. Let's take a quick break, preview the almost Final Four. It's the next Final Four games. <laughs> Two fours coming up to wrap up the season. Again, the final four games of the season I may or may not get to until later on, depending on you know, weather and uh, work, weather and work, W and W. So we'll just uh, get to that when we do. Hey, I'm fine keeping Ricky Rubio in the next season, but certainly if it's not Ricky Davis syndrome right now. Hello, hello, hello. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two, the preview segment. Got four games to preview, like I mentioned before. Not not a bookend this time, but we're playing Portland twice, the second game and the fourth game. We're making up for the whole, you know, uh, condensation gate back in March. That was fun when it was raining really hard, but I don't know. I don't know if that had to do with anything, but it just it had to do with something, I guess. The ice was melting underneath the basketball court, uh, underneath the floor. So, yeah, well, we had to push it to here. So now the Wolves, when the Wolves head to Golden State or to uh, Oakland, the Oakland area, San Francisco and Oakland area to play the Warriors in the wonderful Oracle Arena, which, yeah, well, we had success in last season in April. Can we do it again? It's going to be a little harder now because of the stupid back-to-back performance, but we'll see. Maybe we'll have some fun. We'll have Gold Diggers 2.0. Wouldn't that be cool? But I suppose the Wolves' gold digging already took place in Target Center this year. So at least we beat the Warriors once the last two years. Uh, can we do it twice this year, though? Woo, wouldn't that be something? All right, so what's Ricky Davis syndrome? For those of you out there, maybe you weren't uh, around. You'd have to be pretty damn young, but no, okay, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Ricky Davis was on the Wolves back in 2006, and uh, years ago with the Cleveland Cavaliers, Ricky Davis had a really nice surge late in the season, and it brought his numbers up, and everybody thought, wow, this guy's something, so everybody's got to go after him, blah, 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 blah. The Wolves made a Offer sheet to Ricky Davis. Cleveland matched. Oh, goody. Thank you very much. Then he wound up getting traded to Boston. I can't imagine why Cleveland would trade him. Hmm. And then the Wolves ended up getting him from Boston. And the Wally Zerbiak and Michael Olawa Tasery, uh, whatever his name is, Michael Olawa Candy uh, trade. And that was the trade of the century that sent the Wolves in a downward spiral that uh, we're still stuck in. But we're, we're coming out of it pretty soon. Um, but uh, Ricky Davis turned him again as those little late season surges. 
with a non-playoff team. Uh, in this case, the Wolves are still in the mix, so it's not quite a great comparison, but I don't know. As long as it's not Ricky Davis. I'm more saying that tongue-in-cheek. I think Ricky Rubio, this is more sustainable, and this is what we saw Ricky Rubio becoming going into that draft years ago was a nice floor general. And maybe, you know, somebody could develop a little offense. And plus, you saw, he is quick off the dribble. Part of, part of that was in the past. He'd get injuries, ankle injuries, and an ACL doesn't help either. Uh, years ago now. But the stupid ankle injury right after the $55 million contract, that's really what's derailed Ricky Rubio in his career. It looks like now he's healthy, consistent, confident, all that. He's been healthy for a significant amount of time. Thank God in heaven for that. And um, now we're seeing something out of Rubio that we weren't in the past. So... There it is. Uh, We're seeing, well, better versions of what we did see when he was at his uh, earlier peaks in his career. So there it is. That Ricky Davis syndrome is something the Wolves are hoping to avoid this time around. Uh, He's already signed, though, so we don't have to sign him to 90 million or anything. He's signed for 55. Minnesota will host the Sacramento Kings. The uh, history against this club kind of checkered, but the Wolves, they often beat Sacramento, but they often get beat by Sacramento as well lately. It's kind of weird. The Wolves win their 30th game last night against the Los Angeles Lakers. So the second time in the last 13 years, the Wolves win 30 games. <laughs> second time in the last 13 years, the Wolves win 30 games. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to be mean at all. It's just you look at that and you think about that. and Huh, wow, that's... Mm, let's try not to think about that, huh? Sacramento is one of those just, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what they're doing. Um, the Wolves beat them last time around in Sacramento. It was a fun little game, 102-88 over the Sacramento Kings in Sacramento, whatever their stadium is called, their building is called. It's not a stadium. It's the Golden One Center. So, yeah, I, I guess. Uh, Towns and Wiggins were awesome in that game. You, know, you also had Bielitsa with a strong, solid performance. Uh, Shabazz Muhammad with his usual double digits and all that. That was Feb 27. So, yep, and this was post... DeMarcus Cousins trade, DeMarcus Cousins gate, all that. So they're basically kind of semi, semi-tanking, semi yet they have the next Steph Curry on the roster, I guess, and Buddy Hell, healed, Buddy healed and whole out there. Um, again, I don't know what they're doing, really. Uh, Rudy Gay's out for the season, too, so that doesn't help. He played last time around. Uh, not this game, but uh, earlier in the season, I should say. Ty Lawson and Darren Collison, they have that little mini backup, uh, their little mini... Uh, Point guard, backcourt, both of them are 5 of 13 last time around. I, I think the Wolves should be able to beat this team, actually. I'd be disappointed if they don't. Um, very beatable club. There's there's nice players, but they're not that good. Uh, Anthony Tolliver kept to zero points last time around after he scorched the Wolves from beyond the yard, which he did in Detroit the year before. I expect a win for the Wolves. I expect a strong performance from Andrew Wiggins. And why shouldn't he play well against Willie Cauley-Stein or Ben McLemore? Why can't he beat... Ben McLemore. I mean, he should be able to torch the guy. McLemore's not known for good defense, so Wiggins should be strong. Carl Anthony Towns going against Costa Kufos. You know, the Wolves should win this basketball game. Ty Lawson has been a Wolves killer in the past. He had nine assists in the game, and he kept the Kings in it for a little while there. But a little while only. And the Wolves had that 40-point second quarter. So I expect a similar type of situation here. I expect the Wolves to get the triple digits. And Sacramento to be... I'm not expecting 88. I think they'll be a little better. I'm going to go with the final score of 104-96. Minnesota wins. Wiggins will be the leading scorer with 30-ish, 30 points in the game. And and Carl will get his double-double range. Rubio will get double-digit assists. Something along those lines. 106 to... 104-96, Minnesota over the Sacramento Kings. Now we move on. Moving right along, which I think is a good idea sometimes. Minnesota will play the Portland Trailblazers. I hate it. I hate this team. They're too tough. They're just... But this is a home game. Will this be the Wolves' lone victory against this club? Will the Wolves show up this time and get it done? Or will freaking, freaking CJ McCollum torch us like he did last time around in Target Center? He torched us in Portland and he really torched us in Target Center much earlier in the season. That really pissed me off, actually. That was... uh, Back on New Year's Day, Portland only had 95 points in the game, but frickin' McCollum just torched the club. So it is what it is. Of course, again, March the 6th, put a red line through that one. It's over. It's over, Johnny. And that's uh, this one right here, (laughs) April the 3rd, finally catching up to that one. Uh, Crazy to think, actually, that uh, we're only two games into the series. Isn't that weird? Two more games to be played. Again, we get the bookend here. Can the Wolves gain a split in this season series? 
No. Uh, can they get a split in this? Can they get a split in this little week here? Yes. I think the Wolves can win against Portland. The Blazers have not clinched a playoff berth, though, so they have a lot to play for. The Wolves are still in it. They're not mathematically out, but they might as well be. I mean, they're too far back, and that's not trying to be mean or or, or like a, a jerk about it. It's just kind of is what it is. Portland should make it. I'd be shocked if they didn't. <clears throat> and again, they have something to be to play for. The Wolves may or may not be mathematically eliminated by this point, depending on wins from other clubs, not even just us. Like, if the Wolves win all their games, they still could be eliminated because <laughs> other teams winning. Um, and Portland has just been playing phenomenal basketball. I'm actually ready to pick the, the Blazers to win both of these games, to be quite honest. I'm about ready to do it because it's a crappy matchup. And if the Wolves do win either one of these games, it'll be the home game. I mean, the Wolves played better at home than in Portland. We never win in Portland. Once in a, like once every two, three years maybe, we'll win in Portland. And again, you play them twice. So it's like you have two chances to win there. But it's rare. It's very rare when the Wolves win there. Maybe every, every two to three, four or five years, the Wolves win in Portland. It's not very often. Um... Lillard is what he is, but C.J. McCollum is the one, and he's going to get 30 points again. Lillard, if if he gets 30 and the and the Blazers' backcourt combines for 60 points, I mean, there's no way we're going to win the game. Uh, again, they've been playing phenomenal basketball. They are men to make the playoffs. They blew out the Knicks. They beat us pretty good. They crushed the Lakers. They, just, they beat Denver by nine points, and they put a pretty good whooping on the Houston Rockets recently, too. 117-107. Are you kidding me? Wow. Um... Portland Trailblazers are serious, and I think they're going to keep the win streak going. They're going to beat Phoenix at home. Uh, in Minnesota, it's like it's a possible trap game for the Blazers. That's my hope. <sighs> I don't like this matchup. I, I really don't like it at all. Uh, man, I'm trying to see. Uh, we play Golden State. So I think, yeah, for any hope for the Wolves to go 500 in, in this little four-gamer, this is the one to do it. I don't think the Wolves will win in Golden State the following night, back-to-back. I just don't see it happening. I'd be very happy if they do. Um, and then TNT on Thursday the 6th. I don't think so. I think Portland wins that one. If the Wolves do, good for us. Um, Wiggins, Towns, Wiggins needs to show up this time around if the Wolves are going to win this game. Absolutely needs to show up. He was good earlier in the season. But certainly not uh, the this last game. No, nobody really was that great except Chris Dunn. But again, go with the garbage time minutes. I don't think the Wolves are going to... I don't know. I <laughs> I think Portland will win a close one. It'll be like... nine. It's going to be a crazy like 102-98 type of game. McCollum will get his 33 or something. Lillard will get like 28. And they'll, get, they'll combine for 60 points. That's what I'm, that's what I'm seeing happen. 102. I don't know why I'm picking up a low score, but I, I you'll see better defense for the Wolves at home than on the road, in my opinion. But I don't know. I think the Wolves are going to go 1-3 and three this week. I, I hate to say it, but Portland wins 102-98. Wolves at the Golden State, or, well, it's not Golden State. It's just a, it's just a name. It's, there's no such thing. It's uh, <laughs> Oracle Arena. I don't think the Wolves win that one either. To be honest, again, it's not trying to be negative. It just is what it is. And I know some of you worship the Warriors like they're gods, and they're not. Uh, they're absolutely not. They're not even basketball gods, <laughs> to be quite honest. Uh, of course, no Kevin Durant. Big shocker there, right? And Steph Curry's been picking up the slack and the scoring and whatever. I hate this team. <laughs> I hate them so much. Uh, they've been playing much better, too, just like Portland. They just recently put a pretty good spanking on the Spurs, which is annoying. And they put a, they they beat the Houston Rockets on the road. They're on a winning streak too here. Though they've won the last five games at a bare minimum. I don't like the Wolves' chances going on the road here. I'm picking a final score of like 115 to uh, 115 to 100. The Wolves will be in it for a little while. Carl will Carl's going to go off in this one. I got a feeling. I think he's going to get in the in the 30s. I wouldn't be surprised to see Rubio have a strong 20-point, 15-assist type performance. You're going to see a fun brand of basketball, but then the Warriors will, will pull away in the third and fourth quarters. The Wolves will be in it. They'll play strong. Wiggins will get a good number, 25-ish, but Carl's going to get something in the mid to upper 30s. I think he's going to have a huge night. Rubio, again, 15 assists, 20 points, but it's going to be Curry, Tom, Curry and Thompson. Thompson more than Curry, though. He always plays better than Curry when the Wolves play against the Warriors. Tom uh, Clay Thompson is going to get like 33 points. He's going to score like, he's going to get 6 to 10 three-pointers in the game, something like that. He's going to get a high number, um, 33 to 38 in the game. Clay Thompson and the, and the 
Golden State Warriors will beat the Wolves 115-100 in Oracle Arena. The Jail Blazers, the Minnesota Timberwolves, will play the Portland Jail Blazers, or definitely not the Jail Blazers anymore, but we hang on to these nicknames because we're mean and thoughtless. I'm just a terrible guy. Uh, TNT, the West Coast game. Woohoo! I love it. I love these late games on TNT, even though I don't watch TNT all that much for my personal reasons. Um, just not that much. But when it comes to playoffs, though, I'll watch it more. And if the Wolves are on, I'm going to watch it regardless because, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Um, whatever. It's the Portland Trailblazers again. C.J. McCollum on the road. Damian Lillard. I see Lillard getting in the 30s in this one for some reason. But McCollum, I mean, I'm just scared going into this one. I think they they might combine for the upper 60s to, to even 70 in the game. I got a crappy feeling going into that one. Uh, on national television, the Blazers playing as well as they have been. I don't. Do you, you really think I like the Wolves' chances? Even though sometimes these guys, especially Wiggins, really step up in these type of games. I I picture Wiggins getting 33 points in this game. Maybe he might even go off for more, like 36 to 40 ish. But I do see Wiggins having a huge night. Carl will get in the 25 ish range, so it's kind of going to be a reverse of the uh, uh, Golden State game because these guys tend to reverse a bit. Rubio will be be solid. He'll get double-digit assists again. Absolutely. Uh, He'll definitely get in the the Warrior game, though. I expect that. Uh, In the Blazer game, we'll see. It's going to be more of like a Wiggins show, though. You're going to see a lot of shots made. You're going to see him attack the basket. You get to the free-throw line. And if he doesn't, shame on him. The Wolves will be in it for a while. They'll make it interesting. But again, the Blazers are just going to kind of take over. Uh, It might be a blowout. But I think the Wolves make it interesting for a while again. And the Blazers pull away. Final score in this one will be 110, 110 to 90, 98. Uh, yeah, I just figure that. 110 to 98. You're going to see McCollum and Lillard score almost all of Portland's points in this game. They're just going to go off. They're going to hit their shots. They're going to get to the free throw line, all of that. But McCollum just deadly from, from long range, but he's also a smart, solid player for a, for a, young, for a young guy. Just getting to that free throw line and all that. And again, torching us from beyond the arc. I don't like the Wolves' chances against the Jail Blazers, unfortunately. <laughs> I really don't like our chances. Like I said, 110 to 90, 98. 110 to 98. Portland will win. McCollum will have a big night again, like he always does, against the Wolves. So we'll be back for fan interaction right after this. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three, fan interaction, and we wrap this sucker up for a, a little while anyway. We'll see what happens. We'll talk about that at the end. want to thank Levi and Vince Germano, Levi Wilson-Brown and Vince Germano for retweeting the last show. Thank you very, very much. Really appreciate that, without a doubt. Episode number 196, while it lasted. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, thank you very much, Tanae. Also, he shared it, basically, shared it on Twitter. So thank you. Same same thing. And he says, even though I can't watch my favorite team, at least I can still listen to my favorite podcast. And thank you very much, Tanae. Um, Tanae Brown, Tanae Brown, and Levi Brown. Uh, Tanae was saying, uh, or this, this probably explains why he hasn't been call- calling in as much lately. Just been busy. And you know what? I feel you big time because that's me, too. I've been I've been busy and I have to catch up and so uh, some of these games too I, I can see some of them right away and other ones I have to catch up otherwise I can't do the show so and now things get uh, very tough. Uh, Save your sanity says he shared my thing where I said bleep you Clarkson I was getting tired of freaking Jordan Clarkson hitting those threes so this is a Laker fan basically kind of getting a kick out of me. Uh, Purple FTW podcast followed Timberwolves explosion well interesting hmm. I think he followed Brave the Wild, too. I don't know if he's just following sports people or uh, or he's heard my show. And if he has, cool. Uh, if he's listening, I'm giving you a shout-out here, Purple FTW Podcast. But don't forget about the Purple Mafia Podcast, you son of a gun. I dare you to follow that one. <laughs> you, you, you better. <laughs> okay, there. I didn't even follow him back yet. Shame on me. Well, I followed him now. And, yeah, because that's, uh, you know, it's a Viking podcast that's on Podcast One and stuff like that, so, yeah, 
crazy. I wonder if he's actually heard the shows. I, I hope so. Um, shout out to you, Andy Carlson, if that's who I believe that is. Uh, Levi Brown says, the loss against the Lakers tonight, I would rate as second worst loss of the season. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember what was the worst one. Because there, there are bad ones. There's a lot of weird ones. But yeah, this was as bad as it gets. I believe it was the Nets, right? Did we lose to the Nets this year? That's some BS. And of course, the Sixers, we always lose to them for some reason. <laughs> Levi continues saying, I'm saying that some of the shots Clarkson was making were like 1 in 10, one in ten at best shots. Yeah, that, that stupid garbage off the glass. That was not done by design. It was a bad shot, and it bounced in. BS. That was not... Yeah, so I, I agree with that that take 100%, Levi. He says, Rubio's mid-range air ball summed up our offensive performance at the end of the game, and yeah, it was depressing. Extremely depressing, without a doubt. Um, Levi also liked what I said, bleep you, uh, Clarkson. <laughs> I was mad at that. I was mad, damn it. Um, Levi says, I like Rubio and Dunn, the Rubio and Dunn backcourt while Levine is injured, as long as they both keep up their shooting improvement, and absolutely, and of course Dunn has been very, very strong indeed in the in the def- on the defensive side, and you see signs. Um, Matt Matt also chimes in saying Dunn is awful. Trade him if possible. I, I like him, though. I, I don't know. I'm not in a huge hurry to get rid of Chris Dunn. Damn it, I'm trying to see if... Where is he? So he is a follower, and I followed him back, too. He must be... Yep, well, obviously he watches Wolves and such. Not a whole lot of information. Well, he's from here, so it must be... Well, maybe from Minnesota. It says United States. Wasn't sure if he's from Australia or uh, uh, New Zealand. Of course, Tanay and Levi are from New Zealand. So thank you very much again for the interaction there. Really appreciate that. Always love hearing from Levi and has some good takes always. So thank you very much. Him and, and Levi, awesome. And again, Vince Germano, Hank McCoy, we'll hear from them now on the Facebook page. Now the Twitter account was at Wolves Explosion, as I really didn't even mention, at Wolves Explosion. Finally some sunlight peeking through. Oh, that feels good. God! Getting a little bit of natural energy seep, seeping through the through the windows here. Oh, I feel <laughs> it's like plugging in a charger, you know what I mean? Ah, it's wonderful. Okay, anyhow, um, like I said, at Wolves Explosion, now for Facebook.com forward slash Wool, uh, Timberwolves Explosion, Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. There isn't as much of a limit in the length of the name, whereas on Twitter there is. That's why it's at Wolves Explosion. All the information will be in the show description, which I'll probably mention like six times before the end of the show, but that's just reminders so you... You know, if you need to learn about spelling the email address and such, or just you just want to do a quick little copy-paste type thing, you can do that as well. So, hmm, a bit quieter this week, but still, oh, it's quiet until the conversations start. <laughs> and, yep, here they are. The Courtside Podcast, massive shout-out, as always. Got to always give them a big shout-out on this show. They are from Australia, of course. Hank McCoy from Sydney, Australia. That's like the, the New York of Australia. And, and uh... Vince Germano from Melbourne, Australia. I don't know if you'd call it the Houston or the L.A. or what you'd call it. It's one of the other big cities, though, major cities in Australia. So, and of course, the southern part more so than Hank McCoy on the east coast. They're the northern east coast, like New York. That's where one of the reasons I consider it that. So, uh, the Courtside Podcast, 100% recommended, 100% endorsed by the Timberwolves Explosion. Absolutely. Uh, check it out on iTunes. You can get the, the quote-unquote free shows, as we call it, the free shows, the mini-sodes, and all that. Um, that's how you can check it out first. And if you'd like, you can get the premium shows on Podbean. Podbean. I recommend downloading both of those applications. I mean, why not? Well, obviously, if you have an Apple device, you're on iTunes already. If you're on Android, you need Double Twist or some other iTunes mirror. That's another way to listen to this show as well, of course. Or Stitcher, um, in my case. I'm not sure if the court side is on Stitcher or not. But uh, for sure, I, iTunes are double twist when it comes to listening to the, the mini-sodes. And then, of course, Podbean carries everything. If you do sign up for the $20 a year subscription, you can still listen to the free shows without doing the subscription on Podbean, which is on both Android and Apple devices, and, of course, Windows as well, I'm pretty sure. Um, but you sign up for the uh, $20 a year, you get all the premium shows, Christmas specials, season previews, season reviews, uh, all fun productions, uh, big, fun, awesome productions done by Hank McCoy. The guy is a engineer of 
audio. He's an audio engineer and he's also an, an artist as well. When you consider, you know, the way you can put things together, just awesome. Um, uh, love, love what he's able to put together there. So let's get to his comment. He says, so just finished watching the Wolves Spurs game. And in no way do I want to take away what Rubio has done this past month. But that last play was, oh, I did already read this one. I did already read it. I think there was some responses near the end, but he was talking about how Rubio lacks in the jump shot department. Yes. Uh, Joe Phillips. Yep. So good. I'm glad I came this way. Joe Phillips responded to him. It was more of like a Rubio's lacking in the jump shot, and they took away the uh, the passing lane. So it's kind of like a recap from last show. So yeah, kind of quiet this week. But there's a huge conversation generated from uh, Mr. Hank, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mano. Joe Phillips, also out of Australia, says, but we have lost our last two. True to good teams, if I am going to sing Thib's praise, it is the article on ESPN that he is keeping Levine involved with the team, takes the pressure off Zach and shows commitment. And yeah, off Zach and shows commitment. Absolutely. So, yep, I agree with that 100%. It's nice to keep Zach Levine involved, feel that he's a part of the team rather than kind of distant because he's all oh, you're hurt. So kind of maybe, you know, keep your, you know, he just keeps his distance and he doesn't, he's just, he's not a part of anything right now, blah, blah, blah. No, but it's nice to see him hanging around some more. Like Teddy Bridgewater was a little more distant, but it wasn't because he had to be, or it wasn't because he was pushed away, but because it's kind of like, you <laughs> If he was standing on the sidelines, what's the last thing you want is somebody to come roll into Teddy Bridgewater's knee. That's like, yeah, (laughs) that would be the worst thing ever. Uh, His knee was hanging literally by a thread. I mean, literally hanging by a thread. Teddy Bridgewater, Minnesota Vikings, Purple Mafia. But uh, if uh, Sugarman did not get to that thing immediately, he may have lost his leg or at least his career at a bare minimum. So pretty cool what Sugarman was able to do. That's the Minnesota Vikings legendary trainer there. Uh, Vince Germano says, Hank McCoy, Ken Hank McCoy and Luke Williams finally shut their pie holes now regarding Rubio. And because I know you hate this, colon, Rubio, that is all. <laughs> yep, and because I know I hate you hate this. <laughs> I, like, I like when you say Rubio, but the, that is all. It's just, I don't know, it's another like millennial phrase, which I, there's so many that I just, they get on my nerves. And Vince Romano is not a millennial at all. He's Gen X like me. So shame on you. Look at you. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll live with it though. I'll live with it. And Rubio had a hell of a week and he got his second, at least his second uh, Alpha Wolf Award of the year. I got to think. Luke Williams, big Warriors fan. And I hope he's a listener of the show. I, I think he's on and off listener of the show. Hank McCoy, a Memphis Grizzlies fan. Vince Romano, a Los Angeles Lakers fan. Luke Williams says, what, one, what, one decent game against the worst team in the West, and you want us to bow down? Okay, I upgrade him from Spud to Scrub. Oh, look at you. Look at you, Luke. He's been good for a little while now, hasn't he? Been a couple months here, so I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Hank McCoy (laughs) says, traded next season. And Luke says, for a pack of twisties. A pack of twisties, wow. (laughs) Hank McCoy says, absolute plonkers. I can just imagine him saying that. Luke says, love you, Vince. Love you too, gumdrop. Thanks, pumpkin tit, says Luke Williams. And then Vince says, mmm, pumpkin, as in like uh, Homer Simpson. And I responded to him saying, show business at its finest, my brothers. And you know I will be on tomorrow. And yep, good timing that you guys were able to get these on here. Vince saying, yes, sir. Just like I always would say with Marcus. <laughs> now Stu Benson chimes in. Welcome aboard, Stu. He says, I could put 30 on the Lakers. I could put 30 on the Lakers. Look at you. Yeah. Well, it looked like the looked like you could put 30 on us, too, the other night. On the, in the, uh, I don't even want to think about it anymore. It was that last Friday when I was cursing up a storm. Vince Germano says, bugger off, Benson. And Stu says, that means you could put at least 10 on them. Happy days. Do we have to go for the Spurs in the playoffs? Kyle's playing so well. Uh he says you, and Vince tells him a peanut. He says you peanut. I'm going. I'm going for power to get another title. Hmm. Dan May wraps this wraps up the show, saying it's the end of the season. It's time he played well because he won't next season till the same time. Yep. So that could be that Ricky Davis syndrome, maybe. So Dan May very skeptical of Rubio's uh, current good play. I mean, I'm skeptical to a point. But I'm encouraged because this is better than he's ever been. So you, you never saw him play this well. So it, it's a good sign. What will happen? Who knows? And it seemed like, again, what always derails Rubio is injuries more than anything. It's like he's playing well, and then now here's the freak injury, and 
Bada bing, bada boom. So knock on wood that that doesn't happen. Other than that, you got multiple point guards on the roster that are very, very, very young. So you never know. Maybe Tyus Jones, maybe uh, Chris Dunn. Or you hope Chris Dunn, when he's taken fifth overall in the draft, Tyus Jones, spark plug off the bench, high IQ, a big morale setter is Tyus Jones. Love the morale that Tyus Jones brings to the team, making those nice passes, those winning plays, boost the morale of the club. He is an energy bunny. He really is. Energizer bunny out there. He really is. So there it is. Um, always want to thank you guys for listening. Do call into the phone lines at 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as a voicemail. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. Do your statement, shout-out, comment, question, opine, and rock and roll. Keep it from one to three minutes. And again, it's it's limited on the phone line anyway. I think it goes up to three minutes. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about the other ways to get there, too. And then, of course, the uh, call now button on the Facebook page for Timberwolves Explosion sends you directly to the phone line. So it's the same thing. But this is if you're international, you can go right through Facebook Messenger, so it's 100% free. You don't have to worry about long distance or anything. It just goes right through from your smart device, smartphone, whatever it is. And then the final route to getting on the show is the audio submission route. And this this one has no limit, even though I prefer it's not like 30 minutes necessarily, unless it's a special show like season preview, season review, blah, blah, blah. You know, State of the Timberwolves, that is. That type of thing, or God knows, maybe the Wolves are in the finals, or who knows, some big story happens, some positive story, or some sad story. We pray to God we stay away from those sad ones. We're, we've had enough of those already. So stuff like that. Tanae Brown, always an open door to you. All, open door to Vince Germano, too. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, you want to send a five-minute audio submission or whatever? Would be fantastic. See, what you do is, on your smartphone, iPad, Android tab, whatever it is, Galaxy tab, whatever it is, Windows phone, there's always free audio recording applications on there. Treat it the same as a phone call. Just record, call me, or call me. Just record <laughs> it for however long you're going to. Some people could even use their microphone on their computer if you're a podcaster and just email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. But yeah, um, like if you're a podcaster, you use Audacity, you know, you just submit that through the same email or, of course, uh, you know, your smart device. If you're not a podcaster, just use your smartphone, smart device that way. The email, again, will be in the show description. I just mentioned it, but you'll, that's where you could copy, paste, whatever. So you can do it nice and quickly. Very fun indeed. I also got to give a shout out to Flip's Army. I knew I was going to mention that. It's like I better get around to it immediately. Flip's Army, always kind enough to let me post on their page, post links to Timberwolves Explosion on their page, fun to do uh, game thread, in-game threads, and as stories break, this and that, or just random conversation. I'm not going to get into every conversation you see, because some people just post silly stuff, um, but Trevor Wicker and wonderful uh, admin and owner of that page, creator of that page, thank you, always a real nice guy as well, friends with him on Facebook and all that, uh, from northern Minnesota. Loves my nature picks. <laughs> I believe he's a listener of the show off and on, maybe all the time. Uh, others out there, thank you very much. Shout out to Jeff Johnson. Always love that guy. Real nice guy from Edina locally. Um, just want to say thank you for your listenership, your support, all of you, Australia, uh, New Zealand, locally here, New York, China, if she still listens, uh, others out there. I know you're out there in Canada as well. Thank you again. Please tell your friends about the show. It would be greatly appreciated. Please give a positive rating on iTunes if you could. It would be greatly appreciated as well. Stitcher, you can also review the show on there too. You don't have to write a you don't have to write a big thing. You don't have to put a whole lot of thought into it. Just put a nice review on there. Greatly appreciated. Love the show or whatever it is. Or damn it, I hate your show. No, I hope you don't. But well, if you do, you do, I guess. <laughs> but again, tell your friends if you could. Those of you that retweet and, and like, thank you very much. Can't tell you how much I appreciate it. So thanks again, and share on Facebook and all that. So thanks again for that. I've rambled long enough. We'll talk to you sooner than later, hopefully. Again, cleanups, there may be a hiatus, there may not. Maybe I'll be right back here next Friday. I don't know. (laughs) We'll see what happens. But if not, you'll know why. It's because I'm busy doing lawn cleanups, and uh, that's gotten started. I'll try to do my best to keep up with the postseason, like I do every single year. We'll eventually get into draft conversation and all that. Uh, it's going to be fun. Hopefully we get a nice final, uh, nice NBA playoffs, NBA finals coming in as well. So until then, take care and we'll be back hopefully sooner than later.